Hey everyone, welcome to episode one about Queendom season two. Um, this is Chelsea here to talk all about episode one. Um, if you haven't listened to episode zero or episode zero part two, be sure to go listen to that first because um, episode one contained pretty much everything that was talked about in episode zero. <laughs> Um, obviously because it was a way to promote the show, episode zero was basically the first, like, chunk of episode one. Um, so, once again, if you haven't listened to those episodes, it'd just be smart to go back and listen to all that, because I probably won't comment on anything that happened in the first 45 minutes necessarily, because I've already commented on it. So, okay. Queendom season two has finally started. Um, I'm very excited. It was a little bit of a rough week in terms of like figuring out how to watch it and everything. I did say that I most likely might wake up at five in the morning to watch the live stream on Ebnet's YouTube channel. That did not happen. Uh, (laughs) uh, That did not happen because I accidentally took a long nap in the afternoon and unfortunately I'm a person that if I nap in the afternoon or during the day it means I cannot sleep like at all hardly during the night so that night I accidentally like I said took a nap and could not go to sleep till like 2 30 in the morning and the thought of waking up at 5 a.m just seemed horrible so I figured you know what it's fine um, I'll just watch it on Vicky because I had learned that it was going to be going up on Vicky and I thought, no problem. I'll just watch it on, on Vicky in my own time. Not a big deal. What I didn't realize was that, of course, even though it goes up on Vicky, uh, it doesn't go up the day of. So it goes up like basically 24 hours after it airs. So I had to watch it today, which today is April 1st, um, Friday. So I'm not sure if that's going to be how I continue to do it. I think I'm just going to kind of play it by ear because waking up at 5 a.m. y'all is like not the most fun thing in the world. Uh, You know, just because I don't even know if I'll be able to process anything that early. Plus, I know a lot of you guys aren't necessarily watching the live stream at 5 a.m. In fact, when I posted about your thoughts on this episode, I had a couple of people be like, I'm still looking for a place to watch it, or I haven't even watched it yet. And it has been like a full day since the episode live streamed. So it clearly isn't the most easy thing to watch. um, And I totally get that. So I may just wait till Friday and wait for it to go up on Vicky with uh, subtitles and everything. Like luckily this morning, right as I woke up in the morning, the subtitles were already 100%. So I don't know if that's because it already was live streamed with English subtitles, you know, yesterday. And that's why it was just easy for them to put subtitles on uh, Vicky. But uh, yeah, I, that that may be most likely how I watch it. It's really, really hard to wait the full day to watch it and avoid spoilers on Twitter um, because I don't really want to watch the performance and get spoilers before I watch the episode in full because to me it kind of ruins the magic. 
So it'll just, I guess it'll depend on how much FOMO I have. <laughs> if next week I have insane FOMO again, um, I, I may just switch to watching the live stream at 5 a.m. But anyway, this is not what you came to listen to this podcast about, you know, how I watched this. Uh, but yeah, I know a lot of people, like I said, were struggling with how to watch the episode. So um, a few things I've seen is obviously you can watch the live stream. Uh, Pacific time, that's where I'm at. Um, it's at 5 a.m. on Mnet's YouTube channel. That would obviously be 8 a.m. East Coast. Uh, 5 a.m. is what? 1 p.m. London Standard Time or British Standard Time? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't do time zones in my head, but if you can go off of those three, oh my gosh. Anyway, you guys can definitely figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of like the only thing I'll, else I'll talk about from episode zero is I reached out to you guys and asked your thoughts on it. And we had a listener who's been very, very nicely chatting with me a lot on Instagram. Um, I won't give your name away unless you want me to. Uh, you wrote in and said, about Sinbi and like the evil editing and, and whatnot, you wrote, I know it's likely scripted or a joke, but the evil editing already has me upset. I know there's a solid chance it's scripted, but it's still honestly just upsetting to me. I was sad about Sinbi being offended by Lisa's joke. Luda is one of my ults and she seemed upset. So I totally understand. Um, I to like we, we even talked about it in DMs like further from that. We basically talked about how it seems a little unfair that Mnet is doing the evil editing for Queendom because they really didn't do any of that with Kingdom. Um, if anything, they showed so much of the friendships being built in Kingdom and things like that. It just seems to me like there's a lot of um, sprinkles of sexism in terms of like the editing and things like that, but it just definitely comes across that way. I didn't uh, watch any of the like reactions or behind the scenes whatnot of Queendom season one so I'm not sure if they did any of that in there but to me it just seems a little silly that they're heightening the drama of course this is what reality television does but it just seems interesting that they didn't do really hardly any of that with Kingdom yeah Feel free to always send me DMs or like I said, I'll be posting little like question bubbles on Instagram and then on Twitter, I'll usually post a tweet opening up for you guys to post your thoughts on episodes. Um, I love hearing what you guys think because sometimes you guys bring in a perspective that I hadn't really thought about yet. Like this person who reached out to me on Instagram, like they are big fans of the two people that are involved in that incident. Whereas I have, I'm just looking at it from a complete, like, you know, outsider perspective. And I was just kind of, you know, assuming like, oh, most likely they're just trying to joke, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, through the perspective of a fan that could, you know, they could know them personally and know kind of, oh, like, even if she was joking, that member could have really taken it to heart because they, they are a bit more like sensitive to things like that. And like, that's something I wouldn't know. So I appreciate that. Moving on to episode one. I'm going to start talking past the 45 minutes that we've already watched. So basically where we left off with episode zero is uh, Brave Girls choosing VBs as their rival. 
right? And kind of they left it in the air of like, ooh, what do they think of that? And who else picked their rivals, right? So let's take a look at what happened with the rivals. Let me (laughs) pop back over to my notes. Let's see. I wrote a ton of notes, guys. Okay. Oh, actually, before that, for the signature song, it specifically said self-evaluation plus global vote plus live vote. So I think that's, once again, um, the self-eval, I'm assuming, is like they rate each other. And then the global vote is like, you know, globally everyone voting plus the live voting of the people in the audience. Now, back to the rivals. We saw Brave Girls pick Vivi's. Then we saw Vivi's pick Hyolin, which I thought was was not what I expected, but also kind of what I did expect because I I couldn't see Vivi's picking like Luna or Kepler or like maybe Cosmic Girls, but I'm not sure. Especially given Simbi's reaction to Brave Girls picking them, it almost felt like, I don't know, I, I, I just, I felt like they would probably pick someone that they like really wanted a challenge from. And so picking Hyolin like kind of makes sense. And I thought their, their reason was very interesting. They basically said the reason why we chose her is because we really want to perform a song of hers. And we know that one of the competitions is going to be to swap songs. Maybe they thought that by choosing a rival, it meant that that would be the way that the producers would kind of choose how they swapped songs. So it was kind of strategic, maybe for the next stage that will come into play. So then Hyolin, totally unexpected, picked Kepler, which I thought was super, super classy because no one expected that. And she honestly gave like a really great reason for it and really turned it into a positive to be chosen. Because once again, when Brave Girls picked Vivi's, they kind of took it as like, oh, what do you think we're easy? But then from then on out, it was kind of became like, oh, it's such an honor to be chosen by this person because it means that either you think that they're on the same level with them or like, oh, hey, like you, you're going to be the person that I look out for and you are like, you are worthy enough to be considered a rival. Which absolutely, that's <laughs> absolutely how it should be taken. Hyolin reason basically was that, you know, she looked at Kepler and was like, they're so energetic and they're so bright and they're so passionate. And that's really something that I'm looking for as a soloist, like going from a group to being a solo to do, like, I want to present that much energy and that much passion. So to me, I'm looking at Kepler and kind of challenging myself in that way to be like them in that way. And I think Kepler was blown away that you know, they, they were chosen. It was very, very cute. Um, then Kepler also, or or sorry, not also, but chose Luna and they were also so sweet to them. You know, they immediately were like giving them hearts and like sending love and it was adorable. And you can tell Luna was like very appreciative of that. They were, they even said, oh, that was really nice to hear. Like, it's so nice to be chosen. And you could just tell they, truly appreciated that because Kepler probably does look up to Luna in a lot of aspects. Luna then chose Cosmic Girls, which I 
I feel like that was very much expected just because they're, they have like a similar dynamic in terms of numbers, in terms of concept, terms of storyline. And I was shocked that Cosmic Girls didn't choose Luna in return only because of that exact same reason. But I think it, them choosing Hyolin was very, very sweet once they gave like their reason. Because at first I was like, wait, what? Why? (laughs) Obviously, like everyone would be in competition with Hyolin, but I just didn't necessarily, I wouldn't have put them together as rivals. But then as soon as Exy like talked about her time on, uh, was it Unpretty Rap Star with Hyolin? It was, I'm pretty sure that was the show that she was on with her, right? How a lot of people called her Hyolin's parachute, which they kind of explained the, the terminology of that. Because at first I was kind of like, huh? I don't understand this expression. But basically she said that like the two of them were from the same company. And for both of them to be on the show, they felt like she benefited from being with Hyolin because Hyolin was obviously well known. You know, she was big with Sistar. They felt like putting her on, it was like, oh, like a buy one, get one free coupon. And she had like a privilege, basically, of being on the show and being friendly with Hyolin and having her as a mentor and things like that. So they thought that she kind of had like like a step up in a way or, you know, she had that, like I said, privilege. So unfortunately, people like gave her that nickname. And what I thought was really nice was Hyolin immediately was like, who said that to you? <laughs> she immediately got protective and was like, who said that to you? I was like, oh, she's going to protect her. Um, So I thought that was really sweet and she clearly like looked up to her so much for a majority of her career and she felt, you know, now I'm a person who's debuted in a group and have been with a group for like six years now. I just want to show you what I'm worth now and how you know, how much I've grown. I feel like Hyolin is definitely a role model to so many of these girls, but to see like the deep connection that Exe and even just Cosmic Girls in general have with her was really, really nice. She even gave her a hug. That's the kind of moments that I really am excited to see on Queendom. That was some of my favorite parts on Kingdom is seeing people interact, especially the Sunbays, like basically giving advice to all the younger members and just being like, you know, hey, this is my experience in the industry. Just giving them solid, solid advice and becoming friends and breaking down those walls, you know? Now, I really felt bad for Brave Girls not getting chosen at all, but what to me made it worse is that they kept bringing it up. They kept being like, oh, Brave Girls didn't get chosen. Doesn't that suck? And they're like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Actually does. Poor Brave Girls. They've honestly been through so much and I, I genuinely root for them. I know I say like, I don't want to choose one group, But I feel like, unfortunately, Brave Girls are kind of going to be the underdogs in this show. And I really root for them in that sense because it's hard when you're singled out kind of like that. It's like being picked last on a sports team. You can't help but feel that sting a little bit. So I hope for them, they take that as motivation to keep going and to really give it their all for the next performance. I, I just root for them because they, they are talented and they have been through so much. I really want to see them succeed or at the very least just not singled out so much. The next thing that they did was choose the order in which the performances were going were going and basically they let them just kind of openly pick and then if anyone had overlap that they would just kind of have to fight it out amongst themselves. I think 
Who was the first one? I think it was Kepler. Kepler picked three. Brave Girls picked four. Vivi's picked one. And then it was pretty much Hyolin, Luna, and uh, Cosmic Girls that all picked sixth, which is last. And their point of view was basically that, you know, the last is the highlight of the show. Like if you perform at a festival, the last one is the show, you know, it's, it's the last impression. It's the one that's going to like, the judges are going to have the freshest opinion and judgment on, right? So it makes sense that they all would fight for that spot. Um, and it definitely makes sense that those three people would go for it, to be honest. <laughs> they brought up the representatives from each group to the front and basically told them to like, debate amongst themselves. I think immediately Heejin was up there for Luna and she just put Luna's name right on fifth. I think they just were like, listen, instead of fighting it out for last, I'll at least be fifth and that'll be chill. So she put it on fifth and everyone was like, oh, okay, okay. And then next was Exy from Cosmic Girls and she, like all the other members ran up to her and were like whispering in her ear and they basically said, put it on six. And then if Hyolin also puts it on six or wants six then move luna to second and put it on fifth <laughs> which i was like yo that's, that's a bold move that's a bold move right xy boldly put it on number six and then it was the turn of hyolin to go and honestly immediately i thought she's gonna put it on number two because she's super classy and what did she do she put it on number two and it was so cool of her like, I'm not gonna lie, like, she, it was just really cool of her to just be like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll perform second, like, I'll be good no matter where I am. And I was like, that is, that is cool. That is just the epitome of cool. <laughs> also, I just will say, like, Hyolin, like, really won me over for this episode. They all, like, went into their green rooms for the live performance for their stage one performances. And when Hyolin went in and, like, saw the list, obviously all of them were like, someone's missing, someone's missing. And like, oh, Luna, what, you know, and they did their thing of, like, basically saying that Luna basically all got COVID and therefore had to miss stage one, which I'm deeply upset about. But Hyolin was really sweet and she was like, I was really looking forward to seeing them perform and she was genuinely upset and then took the marker and then wrote their name and was like, I'm still going to write them in and wrote number six, you know, Luna. And I thought that was so sweet. And I think even some of the members saw that and commented on it and were basically like, yeah, that was so nice. I couldn't believe it. She's so sweet. Guys, I fell for Hyolin in this episode. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Once again, Luna having to disqualify for this stage, or at least the live portion of the stage, really sucks. Especially because it was so out of their control. I know the live vote is a big part of their scoring. Um, I really do hope that Orbits can make up some of the difference, and I know they will. I know they're going to work hard. They already have been. Um, some are saying that they might upload the recording next week, have to basically stream that. I mean... That's just kind of the only hope we have for that. And by the way, if in terms of streaming, there's two videos that are typically uploaded for the performance. There's one with reactions and then there's one without reactions. The one without reactions is the one that you stream for the numbers, like that counts for the voting. Just a little tip for y'all. Now, I couldn't find a list of the special judges that were there for the live performances. I tried to write down as many as I could as fast as I could, but once again, it's really hard to read subtitles and type. Like it just, I can't put my eyes in two places. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really, really tried. But the ones that I did catch, um, I guess I could have paused and gone back, but I don't know. I just couldn't catch all of them. I'm sorry. So the ones that I did catch were Drippin, Purple Kiss, who I love. I love Purple Kiss. In fact, I saw um, Goon in the audience before they even announced. And I was like, wait, what's she doing there? <laughs> MCND Ua was also there. I like them as well. So basically they just had like super rookie groups in the audience, which I thought was nice. They were like the future of K-pop, some super rookie groups. So they were in the audience be the like official judges, which is nice. I think they did that on Kingdom as well. They had like a mixture of groups, rookies and older groups. In terms of the two groups that got to perform, obviously Vivi's picked first. So we saw Vivi's. Their performance was beautiful, touching. Um, it was a great choice, honestly, for their first performance and signature song because they will always be G-Friend and they will always carry that with them. Like, yes, they are BBs now, but they they will always be G-Friend. But I liked that the performance basically showed the passing of time and them transitioning to BBs because I think that's why they want to do the show and need to do this show. They talked about a little bit in their preparations how like a lot of people don't know that they are members of G-Friend, which is kind of insane. Like <laughs> for one, G-Friend's like super popular, but they even said they saw a comment where they were like, oh, the long haired girl in Vivi's looks like, you know, so-and-so from G-Friend. It's like, what? Yes. <laughs> I think this is important for them to basically you know, help the public know like, yes, we are from G-Friend and now we are VBs. So to have their very first performance basically do a G-Friend song because yes, that's a part of who they are, but then show them like, this is how we are now VBs and this is how we are, you know, going to stand as a group. I think that was really great. I think that was beautiful. Their vocals were stunning and they looked beautiful. Um, I appreciate that Sinbi was giving so much input and not being afraid to speak her mind about the like point choreo and really trying to like make sure that they stayed true to who they are as a group. So she talked a lot about our group was really well known for doing quite literal choreography to like what we were saying, basically taking the lyrics and doing a literal movement to what the lyric was. That's really important. It's details like that that truly enhance your performance and make or break the performance, especially like to the fans. The fans are going to like absolutely eat that up. You know, they want to see the references. They want to see the details. That's what's going to make them so passionate and want to vote. So the two songs that they chose were some of their most popular songs, which was Rough and Time for the Moonlight. Time for the Moon Knight, sorry. Now, to be 100% honest, I don't know G-Friend that well. I know a lot of their later songs and yes, I've heard these two songs, but really only like in passing, mainly because like especially Rough is always included in a lot of like K-pop, K-pop videos of like songs that like broke records or songs that influenced fourth gen or things like that, right? Like Rough was like a huge deal, huge, huge, huge deal. So I have heard it in passing. I haven't done a full deep dive on G-Friend. Will I after the show? Absolutely. <laughs> but I do know the importance and the weight of these songs. Um, I don't fully, I don't fully grasp it the way that other people do, which is why I think like people were like to, you know, brought to tears and I totally get that. I just, it wasn't for me only because of that reason. However, that doesn't 
take away from the fact that it was a stunning performance. I did find some fun things on Twitter people were pointing out. So someone made the great comparison that the ending with the clock motion in Ruff's original, they move time backwards. So when uh, Sinbi does the clock motion, everyone moves to the left because they're moving time backwards. But for this performance as Vivi's, they're, you know, they turn the clock to the right, which means that they are moving forward. This this song and this performance was very, very heavily touched on the fact that, that yes, they are G-Friend, but they are moving forward as Vivi's. Even within their choreography, they made a lot of mentions to other songs. Um, I can't give like a full breakdown of that, but someone did like a side-by-side comparison of... Uh, one of the poses that they did where Sinbi's like in a pose that looks like a crown, which is the G-Friend logo. But then, um, is it Umji, right? That's the other member. She was in the shape of like the, the moon with the star in the middle. So I thought that was really beautiful. They put so many details. I think there was even like a glass bead reference. Lots of things. There was like the crowns that they were wearing. I mean, there was just, there was so much detail and storytelling. I watched it and I was like, that is a queendom performance for sure. Also a fun tidbit, Hyuna, from <laughs> Hyuna who's like, you know, famous solo artist and from four minute and all that she went viral for crying like someone recorded a video of her crying and posted it to her socials to that performance because she was so emotional and it a lot of the girls watching also were very emotional because g-friend was a very popular group in korea like them disbanding was a huge deal they had a really big impact on a lot of fourth gen groups it was a very emotional moment i thought they did a great job great job for a first performance Next, we had Hyolin, who, like I said, really won me over in this episode. I only know so much about her, and I had talked about in the previous episode that the, my biggest concern for her was basically she was going to have to, like, fill up a stage compared to, say, a group of 12 members or a group of 11 members or, you know, that kind of thing. But boy, did she... she did it. She really did <laughs> I put, I really loved how involved we got to see Hyunlin with the production of this performance, going down to the flower shop and picking out the flowers. Um, it makes sense because she has her own company. So of course she has to be this heavily involved. Um, but I was really just happy to like see it, you know, like see it in the show. We don't really get to see this a lot with female K-pop idols. We see a lot of it with a lot of male K-pop idols involved in the production, involved in that. But she was like total boss and being like, I'm picking the flowers. I'm working on the graphic designs, even for the set. I mean, she was sitting down with the person giving all the details of like, okay, for this screen, I want this. And for this, I want... And like, she was fully mapping it out because she's truly been in this industry for long enough that she can do all that and do all you know do all that very very well and it really paid off because this was a stunning stage stunning like she looked like she was giving a full like concert tour performance i'm not gonna lie with the moving stages with the graphics just everything about it it looked like a performance on a tour. Really like she picked the perfect song as well. I freaking love Touch My Body. It's an iconic song. I think everyone likes this song. <laughs> it has iconic choreo and it's a song she did with Sistar. So like she had to basically take that song and carry it her own, like on her own. And she did a very good job. Um, she also 
very clearly carried her live vocals really, really well. In fact, I found someone put together a video of the live vocals versus like the edited Mnet vocals. Not that they like edit it that much, but basically they layer the backtrack a little bit more to make everything smooth. It's just unfortunately TV production kind of thing. But they like put them side by side and like you really get to hear her like live raw vocals and it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you can obviously hear her like totally eat the backtrack in the Mnet performance, but you get to just hear like her singing on the live one and she killed it. She really, really killed it. Even like her high note and everything, which, you know, Hulan's iconic for the high note. She did a great job. She did an amazing dance break. There was even like some clip where someone showed, you couldn't see it in the performance, but you could see it in like the, the live thing or like a fan cam thing or whatnot, where she basically gestured the camera to like get in front of her. I don't know if that was planned or because she was like, she's like, no, 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 you need to be in front of me for this part. <laughs> But you could just see her like put out her hand and just like gesture for the camera to get in front. And you obviously don't see it on camera because she, you know, kind of did it in a way to not be seen because she's a pro. She's an absolute pro. That's even shown with when she started her performance, something seemed off and, you know, everyone was like, oh, oh, sorry, we're going to delay this performance. Hold on. Hyolin like has an issue. And it turns out that her like her shoe just split open like the heel just popped off and she obviously has a lot of choreo that she was kind of like yeah I need my heels to be on <laughs> you know it wasn't like she was just standing there singing she was full-on dancing moving on moving stages like there's no way you could go about that with a broken heel so they I think they very quickly like glued it because you could see the staff members were like waving their hands at it as if they were trying to dry the glue, which it takes a professional to just be like, hey, listen, like, I know I'll get seriously injured if I do this. So we're going to like, we're just going to put this on pause because it's not worth risking my entire career over this one performance, you know? So I thought that was super professional of her to basically just kind of stop it before it, it caused an issue and then give a performance of a lifetime. Absolutely killed it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> The preview that was given for next week um, has me a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. It seems very heavily focused on Cosmic Girls and particularly one member. I wonder if this member cracked vocally because that's unfortunately something that Mnet likes to do. We saw it with Stray Kids on Kingdom. We had, uh, was it IN? I think it was IN that cracked and... God, Mnet just like edited so much about it and was like dragging on about it. So it seemed like something happened and she obviously cried and was very upset. And so Mnet made their whole preview on that, which I'm kind of like, aren't there like four other performances you could talk about or, you know, focus on? I don't know. I just, I hate when they like obsess about one low moment of the show and that's their whole preview, you know, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I hope everything's okay. I hope, you know, I hope it's not as bad. Like, I hope it wasn't like an injury or something like that. Like, it's just, that's unfortunately the thing with live performances is something can go wrong and you just have to carry through it, you know? So we'll see what happens next week with that. Um, they put Taeyeon's 
ending credits, like the song ending credits for the ending credits. And I'm obsessed because I love that song. It's from her her latest album with INVU. I freaking love that song. So as soon as it started playing, I was like, is this what I think it is? I was like, yes, way to put ending credits for the ending credits. I love it. Um, They also showed like a little clip at the end that was from the beginning of the episode and it was Kepler, two members of Kepler going over to brave girls like they basically like hey do you want to come with me to like talk to brave girls and they're and she's like yeah and then they go over to brave girls and they like you know make their introductions and they're like hey i just want to let you know like my father loves playing your music in the car and it had me freaking dying because (laughs) you could see even they were like dying they were like your father thank you (laughs) um every artist loves to hear that uh no but it makes sense it makes sense brave girls tend to have more like a male-based fandom and it kind of makes sense and they were like how old are you and they're like 18 19 and you could see they were dying (laughs) again (laughs) because they had even said um it was the same like day that this was filmed but in episode zero you saw yuna like doing the math when um she said that she was 18 she like even whispered to the other members she's like oh my god she's 13 years younger than me 14 for you 15 for 15 for you guys (laughs) and they're like stop it stop it (laughs) um so you could tell they were it was like that moment where like you meet someone so much younger than you and you're like oh my god i'm old i'm getting old like they're not they're not old it's just funny i know that feeling of seeing someone so much younger than you and you're having to be like compared to them or like you know in a competition with them and you just feel old (laughs) it just made me laugh so hard they were like wow her father her father listens to our music that's great I just thought that was really, really funny. Now, some extra little tidbits before we close out this episode. Um, I did see that episode one, basically this episode had higher ratings than Queendom season one and Kingdom season one, which is great to see because I think a lot of people were concerned that this would have uh, lower ratings. Like I think someone said that there was like less traction about it. I don't know someone was basically worried that this show wouldn't do quite as well as Kingdom um but honestly it makes sense that this would do well I'm glad to see that the ratings are doing well um I hope they just continue to keep going and to rise I pr- I'm proud that you know the show is still doing very well we've obviously got a lot of great groups and we have Taeyeon you know leading it so it's kind of it's bringing in a lot of things last but not least I talked about a little bit earlier but for streaming in terms of like streaming because I think that's kind of the big way that the global audience is going to be getting their input in the voting um, is streaming so be sure to stream on Spotify the two uh, songs that have been put up through Queendom 2 as well as the YouTube video without the reactions if you have a favorite that you're you know really wanting to win I just say focus on those two things I don't know if there's a different way to vote like on the app or whatnot I'm just not I'm not involved in getting, or I'm not good at getting involved in those kind of things. It's just not my thing. I'd rather just kind of watch it and enjoy it as a fan and then maybe stream if I'm real passionate about something. (laughs) 
but really like just enjoy the show the way that you want to enjoy the show you know like voting is important sure but don't make it to where you have to like bully other people to do it i mean that's just not fun you know what i mean that's just not fun just just watch the show enjoy the performances enjoy you know the the lovely stuff that these groups are giving us you know it's it's such a treat to watch all this um i do appreciate you all reaching out to me on instagram and twitter at loving kpop pod for both of those um i did put up a like a poll on each platform basically just asking if you guys preferred Hyolin versus uh bvs so far i only have one vote for Hyolin on instagram and then i have three to one on twitter so Hyolin having the three one for vvs that's not a true indication of how y'all feel but <laughs> that is what the vote is so far um i think i will maybe post those polls a little bit earlier like say on Thursday to get more of a reaction because kind of when I watch when I watch the episode on Friday morning I want to like be able to record and put out on the same day so that you guys are listening straight away while it's fresh um but that doesn't leave me a lot of time to give you guys time to watch and respond so let me know what you guys prefer. Um, I could always also read out some of the votes and thoughts on the next episode and just kind of do it that way. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I'm just kind of playing it all by ear, honestly. So be sure to let me know what you guys thought, who you're excited for next week, you know, what you guys think will happen. Did you prefer Hyolin or did you, did you prefer Vivi's? Did you like both and you're never going to choose? <laughs> I feel like next week's going to be really hard. I have no idea who I want, who I want to pick as like a front runner. You know what I mean? Especially once I see the performances, I know I'm going to be like, it's going to be impossible to choose. All right. I think that's going to be it for now. So please be sure to listen to our main episodes um, on our podcast. We just put out an episode about our favorite March comebacks, um, which is always a good time, especially because this month had a lot of great K-pop and we talked a lot about our favorites that came out. Uh, if you want to support us, we do have a support link um, through Anchor. Uh, it's a link that should be in our description on Spotify, Apple Music, or just like in our podcast description in general if you guys want to throw us a dollar throw us you know five dollars whatever that just you know gives us a little bit of support um we appreciate anything but honestly we just appreciate you listening so thank you for taking the time and i'll chat with you all next week <laughs>